Hey everyone, Matthew Cook, founder and CEO of GTC Golf Academy and host of the Lower Golf Scores podcast. I am a PGA teaching professional, I'm a published author and speaker, and I'm also a member of the Professional Golfers Association of Great Britain. This podcast has one very clear and simple goal, and that is to help you lower your golf scores. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, Matthew Cook, founder and CEO of GTC Golf Academy and host of the Lower Golf Scores podcast. I'm coming to you here with episode 12 and I've not got a specific topic in mind. Maybe I could classify it as golf expectations or the average golfer expectations because I really just wanted to share with you a little story um, <laughs> about a Facebook post that, that I'm getting a lot of feedback from. I basically asked... If I, I I'll I'll just tell you exactly what I said. Five pills to choose from. In fact, let me just set the let me just set the stage. This is a golf group. This is a group of on Facebook full of golfers. <laughs> Majority of them are playing average golfers working nine to five, or they 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 work in a different industry and they play golf after work or on a weekend. So there's thirty five and a half thousand people, and this is what we're, this is what my post was. Five pills to choose from. Pill number one, you break 80 consistently for the rest of your life. Pill two, hit the ball 290 yards every tee shot. 290 yards plus every tee shot. Pill number three is you never miss anything from five foot ever again. Pill number four, you'll strike all your irons pure for the rest of your life. Pill number five, you'll get up and down around the green 80% of the time for the rest of your life. What pill would you take? So, I am sifting through currently 139 comments just in the last 12 hours. And 80, uh, oh, what's the, I don't know, the, the, the math's changed a little bit now, but 80% of people say pill number two. Sorry, sorry, pill number four. Is that right? Hold on a second. Uh, yes, that's right. Pill number four. And I, I, I mean, it's there's a few. Everyone, every pill has had at least a few people suggest it, but the majority want pill number four which is to strike all your irons pure for the rest of your life. And then the one after that, the second favorite is number one, which is break 80 consistently for the rest of your life. So, I mean, I get that. Um, and there was an intro, there's been a bunch of interesting comments um, with people saying that, well, if you had, um, if you had pill number two, then you'd most likely do X, Y, and Z anyway. So pill number such and such and pill number such and such is irrelevant when you you got to think when you're playing golf that you just don't know you just never you just don't know if it's a good or a bad thing you know Sean Foley gave this story once to a, a group of golfers and he he it was called the horse story where basically 
the result of the story was that you just don't know if, if it's a good or a bad thing yet. So he was working with a PGA Tour player. He was coming down the 18th hole. He was on the tee and he was leading the event. And he bombs driver way right, almost out of bounds. And he stood on that next shot and he fought. And, and the, the player's like losing his mind. He looks at Sean. And he's losing his mind. He's going out of his mind. And Sean just says, you don't know if it's a good or a bad thing yet. So this guy's walking down there, super stressed out, getting all getting all annoyed as he's walking down the fairway. And then he's walking across the rough to his ball. And he sets up to his ball. And he hits this next shot. And he almost shanks it. Literally, almost, a PGA Tour player almost shanking it way right of the green. And this guy again's losing his mind and Sean says the same thing. You don't know if it's a good or a bad thing yet. So the, the guy then proceeds to walk after his ball again. And he's walking across the rough and he's walking through the trees He's moving branches out of his way, left, right, and center, and he gets to his ball again. And he's got a he's got this ridiculously difficult shot over uh, the ball's on a bad lie. He's got to go over a bunker, across a green, down slope, left to right. Um, you you go past the you go past the green so much you're you're out of bounds because there's and there's a water hazard. Just an extremely difficult shot, a shot that you that nobody would want. And he sets up there and he hits this shot. It's the best shot he's ever played in his entire life. And he holds out. It goes in. And he looks. And the player, all of a sudden, from being stressed out and angry, looks over looks over at Sean. And Sean just says, you don't know if it's... You just never know if it's a good or a bad thing yet. And I see all the time with golfers, with their expectations, which we've touched on previously, players having such high expectations of what they what they think they should be doing with the golf ball and this this post that I made on on this Facebook group and the feedback that came with it just goes to show how many people have ridiculous expectations when it comes to their golf performance and they just need to take a break you need to to give yourself just a, a little bit of room to breathe you, you're not going to improve your golf scores if you have such high expectations you got to look at the best players in the world and see what performance and statistics that that they gather and then look at your your game accordingly you know the the the, the number one thing that i see with a lot of the golfers that come through to have golf lessons and work with me is and in fact, this is a question I ask all the time, only because I know the statistic pretty close off the top of my head, and it hasn't changed much for the last few years. So I'm working with a golfer, and I say, you've got 150 yards to the flag. Perfectly flat lie, perfect lie, perfect weather conditions. You're feeling great. You're hitting the ball great. You've got 150 yards. How close do you expect to hit that golf ball? And some of the answers I get back are ridiculous. Typically, it's within 15, around 15 feet. 
is the typical answer. And when I'm asking junior golfers, geez, they say they say stuff like five to ten feet. But most most adults that I work with, they 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 usually say fifteen feet. And my response to them is, do you know that the best player on the PGA Tour averages about nineteen feet from one hundred and fifty yards? That's the best player on the planet. And you just said you expect to put it closer than them. So I can only imagine what conversations you're having with yourself outside of this lesson on the golf course. So just think about that for a minute. Look at what the best players in the world are doing and and consider your current shots and... It may not be that your current golf swing, your current technique, the way you currently hit the golf ball is the issue. More often than not, it's a strategical issue or a psychological issue. So anyway, that's all from me tonight. I wanted to share just a little bit about expectations and just this fun, fun, funny feedback from this Facebook post. <laughs> but mainly people's expectations in golf especially the average golfer. Do yourself a favor, jump online, go to pgatour.com and just just have a look through at some of the stats, some of the data and 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 next time you're out there playing your own game, consider where your ball's finishing, consider how you're performing and compare it to some of the best players in the world and you'll realize that you're not that far away. But more often than not, you're you're a million miles away when it comes to the strategic element and the psychological element. That's all from me. I'll be back tomorrow with episode 13. Thanks, guys. Bye.